you know, it, it is weird because I don't ever feel like this is work. You know, it's like that typical uh, saying, you know, you find uh, a job you love, and you never feel like you work a day in your life. You know, it just it, it's but I'm I also understand that no matter how much you love something, if it's demanding enough, eventually it will feel like a job at times, you know, where it's just like, OK, you know, I need a break from this thing. That was typically my break from the other things, 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 things. Welcome to a conspiracy in the force. The show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern-day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, Please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. Now on to the show. This episode is called Balance of the Life Force with Ricky Verandas from the Ripple Effect podcast in the Union of the Unwanted podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. My name is Conspiracy Kyle. On today's episode, I have a very special guest with me. I have Mr. Ricky Verandas, host of the Ripple Effect podcast, as well as co-host of the really great Union of the Unwanted show with you know Midnight Mike, Charlie Robinson, and Sam Tripoli and those guys. And Really, really, really love what's going on with that show. So, so how's it going today, Ricky? Good, good. Thanks for have, having me, Kyle. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So for, for those who, who don't know you and, you know, uh, shame on you if you're listening and don't know who Ricky is, can you give everybody a little bit, uh, a little bit more about yourself and some of the content you work on? Yeah, so uh, I was kind of like a lot of typical people prior to getting into some type of content creation. I uh, just kind of, uh, I used to be a musician, played music growing up, loved music, loved being creative and artistic and those type of things. And then got stuck right after high school, got stuck working full time and the everyday grind and uh, just kind of felt like something was missing. I stopped playing music because a lot of uh, my bandmates were just getting caught up with their lives and were having a hard time keeping everybody together. And, uh, and just felt like something was missing. Like I had to do something creative or something more. And I've always been really into alternative media and alternative history, alternative perspectives, alternative music. I would probably started with alternative music, just really into um, just stuff that went against uh, the mainstream type of uh, genres and got into podcasts. It, it just kind of worked out that I was doing a lot of commuting and then fell in love with podcasts because it was a way of making the time go by. Uh, to me, it was kind of, easy to see why the popularity of it was going to grow. I, when I got into it in 2013, end of 2013, um, I felt like I was late to the game. And I know a lot of people who are getting in now feel like they're late to the game. So we always feel whenever you start, you're going to feel like you're late. But it's, uh, 
I just kind of felt like, you know, I, I really, I've always been one of those people that I love meeting people. I love to having conversations. I love hearing their stories. I love um, ex- extracting any, any information, any knowledge from them. And um, it's just one of those things where I, I truly believe, oh, hold on, is that, sorry, I thought that I heard my uh, wife in the background, but I, I truly believe that it was one of those things where, uh, you know, you can, everybody has some personal experiences, some wisdom, something from their journey that you can learn from and you can get something from. So that aspect of, of just learning from one another, can you hear that in the background or no? Because if No, no, you're good. Okay, good. <laughs> um, it's just one of those things where I, uh, I, I could kind of see how now I can get that from a podcast instead of having to individually meet a bunch of different people. And, and extracting that wisdom and that information, you have podcasts, which is basically those same type of conversations. You, you kind of just, uh, you know, you cap, capture them and then you share them. And I remember when I first started with my, at the time I had a co-host, Dave, and I'm like, hey, we're going to, you know, talk and we're going to record a conversation and we're going to share with the world. And he's like, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, just talk about like the things we talk about when we're together. And it seemed absurd, this idea of just recording a conversation and sharing it, especially a conversation with people who are experts in no one field and and really don't have, you would assume don't have much to offer. But it, it, for me, it was easy to understand that if I can have a conversation with somebody and I get, you know, we've all been in those moments where you're out with your friends, you're having a couple of drinks, you're at the bar, you're at a restaurant and after dinner, you're, you're talking and you're drinking and you get into some personal discussions and you're sharing ideas and you're challenging ideas. I, I understood how enjoyable those conversations are in person. Why wouldn't they be enjoyable? You know, if you're recording them. So that was kind of, uh, you know, my take on podcasts. I kind of felt like, you know, I could foresee people enjoying this the same way they enjoy having conversations and being around others. So um, all that commuting led to me, you know, listening and consuming podcasts and eventually thinking I have all this music equipment that I'm not using. Why not put it to some use? And I kind of understand um, audio and how to record it and all that stuff. There's some things about podcasting I still had to figure out. And then uh, once I kind of figured all that stuff out, I'm like, let me just see where it goes. So, and then I started recording the Ripple Effect podcast. The name came from a song of mine. Um, I was doing like kind of a solo music project called Theory 6. And it was a combination of like electronic and, and metal music, the two genres I, I really love the most. And and then uh, just kind of started recording them and little by little started getting guests on. Some of my first guests in late 2013, early 2014 were people like James Corbett, Jason Burmis, uh, Douglas Ruskoff, Dr. Brzezinski, uh, Dr. Gregory A. Smith. Um, that's the other thing. I've always really been into diet and nutrition. I've always been into, I've been a gym rat like most of my life and uh, always really fascinated with like just how the body works, how to uh, optimize it, all those type of things. So um, when I got into alternative media, it, it was a natural, you know, just interest of mine to get into like alternative medicine and uh, big pharma and, and all the propaganda behind science and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, so that was kind of, you know, my, my origin story, a kind of a, a long one probably shouldn't have been <laughs> or didn't have. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no problem. It, it's great. You know, that, that's one thing I really like hearing about is, is like you said, a lot of us come from different backgrounds, different perspectives, all this different kind of stuff. And what you mentioned about, you know, those, those conversations you'd have at the bar with your buddies, right? You know, that's one thing that it seemed like the powers that be really wanted to suppress last year. But I think at the same time, you saw such an exponential growth 
in people listening to podcasts like yours and, and Charlie's and Sam's and everybody's because, you know, we were banned from having those one-on-one conversations with, with, with your buddies. So they, they kind of failed, I think, in that aspect, because I think a lot of those conversations were still going on, but now they're going on with people that you would never meet in real life, right? Like, you know, people in different geographic locations, um, in different, in, in different political uh, type of situations, et cetera. So I think it's, you know, podcasting has really opened it up and, you know, I, I, it's crazy. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it too with um, statistics for your podcast. But I'm like, crap, like people are, people are listening to my podcast in like Colombia, you know, like you would, you would have never thought that like your voice would be able to, to have that big of a, of a range, but it's really, it's really great when, when you're able to, um, to put it out there like that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's amazing. You know, I, sometimes I tell people, I'm like, yeah, that, you know, they're like, Oh, you, um, what's your download numbers or whatever, you know, if it's just friends of mine or family, that's curious. And we're talking about it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and I get, you know, I'm like top three or in philosophy and like El Salvador and, and top, you know, and they're like, really, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like podcasts are international. I mean, people listen to these shows everywhere. I mean, I have, I mean, obviously my download numbers and like, I'm sure most people who speak English, they're, most of them are in English speaking countries. So like the majority of my download numbers will be from a combination of like England, Ireland, you know, Canada, Australia, and the U S stuff like that. And then, but, and then I have like Sweden, I have a huge following in Sweden and like a bunch of just random countries. And then I have a decent amount in a lot of other countries that I'm just, I've, you know, probably would struggle to find on a map, but it just, it, it's pretty cool that there's people that you're touching and connecting with all over the world. I mean, the other cool thing is when 2020 was happening, how much information I had to what was going on in other countries was awesome because I was having partners yeah. from the UK and all over the world tell me what was going on in their neck of the woods. Like, Hey, you know, the news is saying this, but I'm not seeing it. And it seemed like that seemed to be the case in most places. Like the, the news kept kind of painting this picture of chaos, but the majority of us are like, okay, where the fuck's the chaos? I don't see it. Like where, right. where's all this chaos and, and that, you know, the dead bodies in the streets, like we're sold and, and what justified the lockdowns and all these measures that were uh, taking place. So yeah, w- without a doubt, it, it, um, you know, it's awesome to connect with people all over the world. And, and like you said, it's so true. One of, I think their biggest tools or most important tools in 2020 was keeping us from talking because, you know, I've said this on my show a bunch and, and again, and then I want to get to the other thing you said too, about like the pros and cons of 2020. I I do think some of the pros are that people got into podcasts and like the union done wanted happened because of that. And, but yeah, not letting us connect with one another and discuss what we're seeing, discuss what we're hearing, all that type of stuff was really essential to keeping us kind of locked in this illusion. Because the truth is, when you talk to people and you started kind of sharing ideas and, and, and kind of talking about what you're seeing and what you're hearing, it didn't take long before most of us said, yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But mm-hmm. keep- all locked in our houses and keeping us from talking and then the only real conversations we were seeing or witnessing were the ones on tv which were all spouting the same bullshit so it's like Mm -hmm. okay you know that that's um you know i'm assuming that's what people believe that's what people think and that's why when we started the union of unwanted show some of the most common feedback we would get 
was like, thank God, like there's other people outspoken who are seeing what I'm seeing because I, I feel like I'm going crazy. Everybody around me is is completely brainwashed or or drinking the Kool Aid and and convinced of this. And I think it's all bullshit. And nobody else around me thinks it's bullshit. Am I going crazy? So to see that many people come together and talk about it and share, you know, their perspectives and what they were seeing. Um, all over the world. I think it was reassuring. It was it was nice. A lot of people needed that because uh, there are some long-term psychological trauma coming from 2020. I mean, my kids, I'm sure, are going to deal with something, as especially, and we might not even know what it is now. Um, right, yeah. You know, when they're adults and, and they're a little older and we can kind of talk about it or they can uh, say, hey, like I have this, uh, you know, may maybe it's affected your social skills because for so long you couldn't touch one another and you couldn't talk. That's why people were like, oh, I had a kid in 2020. That's like the worst time to have a kid. I'm like, no, no, no. If you had a kid in 2020, you had a newborn, it was probably much better because your first year of life, uh, you're, you're basically home with your parents anyways. Like there's not a whole lot that's going on in the outside world that affects you. But people who have toddlers like I do and, and young children who could actually um, witness what was going on and was observing the mask wearing the um, all of a sudden people were, you know, fall, following lines in stores and, and having to be separated and, and weren't leaving their houses and all this stuff. I mean, they're the ones who are going to have to deal with the trauma. They're the ones who yeah. have to deal with, um, with some type of psychological issue that I think is going to come from it because there's so many life experiences, even things that are, are, much less significant that has long-term lasting effects on, on children. It's hard to believe that this won't, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I have, um, I have a daughter that's two and a son that's four. And I think they may have been just a bit young to get the full grasp of, it, but still, you know, they're, they're in daycare and stuff and they're seeing all the teachers with masks and, and all the same kind of stuff, you know, in stores, like you mentioned about the lines and stuff. And, and I think it's more than that too. It's, you know, the overhead speakers, like, stay apart all this like messaging coming across everywhere you go it's you, you're right you don't really know the, the long-term uh, effects of that kind of stuff so it's really it's it's really an un, unfortunate but you know i i will say you know what, like we were talking about the pros and cons of last year is you know me being home last year working from home last year i got to see my daughter walk for the first time you know that that's something that like uh, a daycare teacher would have just told me you know when i went to pick her up uh, in any normal year so i was like you know that's it's so weird, you know, some of the dichotomy there of, of how, you know, people's lives and livelihood were, were destroyed in, in last year. And obviously, and there's all the, the medical nonsense and whatnot, but th there was a lot of good stuff that, that came out of it. So let, yeah, um, you mentioned a little bit about the, the union of the unwanted. How did that kind of get started? How did you get hooked up with, um, you know, Mike, Mike, Sam and Charlie and those guys? Yeah. So like I said, I've been doing the show since 2013. So throughout the years, I've networked with a lot of people, met a lot of people, and I always loved kind of doing swap casts. So before the Union of the Unwanted, if you go back in my archives, you'll see a lot of shows where I'll bring two, three different guests on to kind of chat. And uh, I used to do it all the time. You know, I did a JFK, a JFK roundtable show. You know, I did a part one and part two. That was just phenomenal and awesome. Um, I would just bring people that I liked on and, and that I thought maybe could uh, could contribute to one another's ideas and stuff. And, and um, so that was always something I enjoyed doing. And then when 2020 happened, um, I happened to do one with, uh, it was Charlie. And it just actually, I think it happened because I honestly don't remember 
and until this day, I'm not sure of of how I got hooked up with Midnight Mike and the OBDM show. I think somebody hit me up and they're like, you should be a guest on that show or something. And I'm just, or somebody asked me to be a guest. I don't know how, I don't even remember if I, if, if it was a fan, if there was a middleman who got me uh, on that show, or if it was the, uh, Mike at the OBDM show who asked me to come on the show. But either way, I was asked to go on the show uh, and I went on the OBDM show and I was interviewed on there and I was just a, a guest. And then the next day, Charlie hits me up and he's like, dude, you were just on my favorite show. And I'm like, what are you, well, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, the OBDM show. He's like, I listen to that show all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was just on. And I'm like, Mike's super cool. I'm like, how about we all get together and you get to be on your own, your, your own uh, you get to be a guest on your favorite show. And he's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So, and then we did that and I'm like, oh, let me hit up some more people and see if anybody wants to uh, join in and, and hang out. And we'll just have a big, uh, like, I think it was a Friday night. It was like a, we're like, let's do kind of like a Friday night hangout show. Um, so it was the three of us. And uh, and I actually emailed, it's funny how things kind of sometimes fall into place. Uh, I emailed quite a few people to, to show up. And, um, and the only other person who showed up, it was me, Mike, Charlie. And the only other person who showed up was Sam. So <laughs> shows up and it's the four of us so we're all chit-chatting we're doing like a swap cast um and uh we're all chit-chatting and and then next thing you know uh you know we're um like well we're talking about censorship that's what it was we're talking about censorship and we're talking about how like we're getting so many people that we know and and people we're fans of are getting kicked off or censored on all these platforms and uh and mike's like yeah we're kind of like the union of the unwanted and um and we're like holy fuck like i don't know what to do with that (laughs) that name that title but hold on to that because it's it, it's seems it's just a has a, a ring to it that's just awesome it's just an awesome name so we kind of uh i think uh mike while we're doing the show bought the url <laughs> and, and he, <laughs> he bought the url on air while we we're recording he's like i just bought the url i'm like good idea and um so and then we we're talking about censorship and we kept talking about censorship and then we're like hey let's do another one of these swap casts uh, where we bring some people together but let's get a bunch of us together and and then because we're all in like a group text message and and um let's get a bunch of us together let's do a a giant swap cast with a bunch of people who are being censored um and obviously this this was during 2020 so it was happening to a lot of people and it was a big issue because obviously they're suppressing the truth and and stuff now that is completely acceptable to talk about but at the time was completely uh you know just if you even mentioned it, it could have could have came from a lab or that the numbers were inflated or it was a bad flu people would lose their fucking mind so we end up getting all these people together we're like let's call the union unwanted right let's do a show called the union unwanted we'll bring all these people together i think we had like 30 people or maybe even more i don't i don't know we had like luke from we are change we had corbett we had uh ben swan we had um uh gordo from the conspiracy uh the conspiracy guys and, and so we had so many different people on the show and we talked about censorship and then I'm like, I love this fucking idea. And I've, you know, like I was saying before, I've always been attracted to swap casts and getting people together probably because, you know, in, in real life, in my personal life, I, uh, I love meeting people. And I, so I love that aspect of it and, and bringing different people together to bounce ideas off one another. So then I'm like, let's keep this going. Let's do this. Let's make it a show. Let's do it. So initially it was supposed to be just a swap cast. So I'm like, well, I'll get together on like a Monday night or whatever. Cause I think the first big one was a Monday night. 
And again, this is just funny how this all works out. I think it was that Monday night because I really wanted James Corbett to, to join us. And typically he's free on, on Monday. So I'm like, let's do it on Monday night because then, you know, the likelihood of James joining us are, are higher. So we'll do it on a Monday night. And, uh, and then we're like, let's do it every other Monday. And so we did it every other Monday. We, we just kept bringing in whoever. Everybody uh, has been in the podcast world for a while. You know, people like, um, you know, Sam and, and, and Charlie was interviewed on a bunch of different shows because of his books and stuff like that. So he knew a lot of people at Midnight Mike's been doing it for a long time. So, uh, but I really, you know, I love networking. So initially, like I really took uh, the lead in regards to booking people and I would just contact so many different people and people that I'm a fan of. And that's why most people, if not all, just about everybody, um, especially the first six months or so, uh, everybody who's on the Union of Unwanted were past guests of mine. So there are people I already had a connection with, already had a uh, conversation with and uh, and just brought so many different people on. You know, Ben Swan was on one Jim, and then r- random people like Jim Florentine and and a lot of doctors that uh, I'm friends with, like um, Dr. Scott Jensen came on and, and uh, Dr. Judy Mikovich came on and, and so many different people. And, and uh, Zach Forey's the Google whistleblower and Greg Palast and uh, the, the, you know, very famous uh, uh, journalist. And so all these uh, different people, I got Roger Stone on one show and, and Whitney Webb. And so it was, it was really fun. We just bring people on and, um, but you could even see on the show. So, in our personal lives, I'm sure many of us were experiencing this, these tensions that were kind of growing right before the election because they were doing such a great job of getting us all emotional and turning on one another. And, yeah. uh, and you could kind of see that on the show, too. And I remember I brought Greg Palace on um, a little bit before a little before the election. And, uh, you know, it got a little heated because he's kind of, you know, a, a left leaning, um, you know, I would say more of a traditional liberal type of guy. But he tries to be down the middle and he's done some good reporting on 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 um, some corruption with corporations and banking and all that stuff. So uh, but it, you could see he was being atta- not attacked, but like people were kind of pushing back on him a little bit. And um, so you even saw that with the show, you know, like and then I think like the last show of 2020, we're like, we need to just get away from this topic, any of these topics. And I think we did <laughs> an episode on UFOs, just hoping to do kind of a fun show that was less um less charged and less likely for people to kind of go at one another. But I think what the most amazing part of the show was how many people we had on and how many different people we would have on. You know, I had um, Jim Florentine, somebody who's been on my show uh, quite a bit. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had him on with, I'm trying to think who, I think I had him on with Pete Evans and I got them both on, um, who's this like famous Australian chef who uh, was very outspoken. He's very into like natural remedies and he has a great podcast called Evolve. And he, uh, you know, had them on and uh, Jim Florentine was talking about vaccines and it's like all these, uh, people that you wouldn't expect to talk about certain things. were talking about those things and, and to have, um, all these different people from different backgrounds that, in other cases, I don't think would ever run into each other's work. And then seeing all those people connect with one another and seeing all those people do each other's shows after the Union Done Wanted was just awesome. And then, you know, I had this idea of like, you know, originally it was a swap cast, which means like everybody who could who came on could share it on their platform. So once it became its own its own show, because initially it wasn't its own show. Initially, where it was just a swap cast that I was kind of uh, initiating. And um 
and then once it became its own show, we're like, let's continue the whole swap cast type of idea of like, if you participate in the show, you get to share it on your platform. So everybody who joins the show, uh, if you're on the show, you'll get a link afterwards, the audio and video link, and, and you get to share it on your platform. So one, it spreads it. Um, but two, everybody feels like they're a part of the group. You know, they, everybody feels like, okay, this is my show too, which I love because I did want it to be kind of like a community and it became a community, which, um, you know, is awesome. And we always try to bring up and coming podcasters on too. um, you know, uh, hopefully maybe get you on, uh, one in the near future and, and, you know, bring up and coming podcasters on and help them too. Cause that was the other thing too, is like, I, like every every other episode or whatever we would bring or we try for a while we tried every episode bring somebody on who maybe had you know was doing great work but maybe was less known and we could use that platform to kind of uh grow their podcast and we were doing that i mean truthzilla kind of became um their own you know they got huge and 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 really doing awesome work and that all came kind of from uh, you know, the union of the unwanted, same thing with like Adam gets, or Deborah gets red pilled, Adam was on and, and, you know, and, and help promote that. So it's, a uh, it, it's awesome to use that community to help others. So it's kind of like the Joe Rogan podcast in regards to helping people only it's like the alternative media version of it. And, um, and it, in a way I almost feel like it's much more important than, than, uh, JRE because we're helping people who are doing really important work and doing it for important reasons because they truly believe in what they're saying and what they're, uh, you know, getting the truth out. And, and I know truth's subjective. It's one of those things, right. where, you know, but I think for the most part, we at least agreed on what wasn't true. And even if we just, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just did a swap cast with uh, Richard Willett from uh, glitch in the code and um, he works at Iconic and he does a lot of their documentaries. That's David Icke's platform, media platform. And uh, I love Richard, but he he tends to believe that the virus doesn't exist at all. You know, um, so uh, which, you know, could be right, could be wrong. I don't I don't know. But I know that if we take that disagreement aside, uh, we agree on everything else. We agree on the science behind the vaccine. We agree on the numbers being inflated. We agree on you know, all, all this, uh, all, all these other, um, issues. So it's, it's nice to kind of see people discuss disagreements in a civil way. And, uh, the union of the unwanted, I think was helping with that too. Uh, you know, I, and I was doing it on my personal show. I mean, I was having, I, I didn't stray away from having people on who I knew I was going to disagree with in regards to what was going on. I mean, I had a, oh, I forget his name now. He was, um, we had a mutual friend. He was a New York author who like, uh, really you know fun I, I and in some cases i wish i i had these people on after 2020 so we could discuss things that weren't as relevant at the time but it was uh you know i had um this new york author that we you know half the show we disagreed on you know what was going on and 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 the, what was true and untrue um i had scott horton on from um antiwar.com and all you know he's the author um and uh, of the Afghanistan book. Now I forget what it, what it's called, but he has a, a real famous Afghanistan book about ending the war there and, and all that stuff. And very outspoken libertarian. And, and I love Scott Horton. He's been on a bunch and, and he was also on a union of the unwanted, but he, um, you know, we kind of disagreed on, on kind of what we were being lied to about and, and all that stuff. And we had a real civil, like one hour disagreement on what was going on. And I had 
so much positive feedback about like it's so awesome to hear two people just kind of share our perspectives and share why i believe this and why i don't believe that and and just kind of do it in a civil manner without you know getting at each other and uh and it was nice so you know i, I think it it was it, it it is important to like not just create an echo chamber you know and that's right. what too with the UM done wanted was you know when I had Greg Palace on I even had uh, Dr. Christopher Ryan uh, I talked him into show, showing up to one episode and then he got cold feet right when it started so there's oh, I forget which episode it was but if you watch the video um, he's on right when the because when I actually and I kind of did it on purpose um, just to, to prove that this isn't some made-up story just in case anybody ever tries to, to deny it that um he he showed up so once the, the, the zoom call starts uh, or once we start recording we go live and you see uh, everybody who's on the zoom call uh, Chris is there and then two seconds later he's gone and uh, he decided he didn't want to do it like the the last second. So when I edited the video and I um, posted it on YouTube, I'm like, let me not start the video from when he, you know, leaves. But that two seconds that he's on, I'm like, I want to make sure I include that. Just to, you know, because a lot of people were accusing us of only bringing people on. Um, not a lot of people, but some people were accusing us of like only uh, bringing people on who all had similar ideas and all this stuff. So uh, I wanted, you know, I'm, I'm more than open to to having my ideas challenged. I mean, to me, it's like that's how I mold my opinions and perspectives is having them challenged, see if I can defend them. If I can't, then maybe I have to re reanalyze why I feel a certain way or why I think a certain way. Um, you know, I learned the most talking to people who I slightly disagree with. And, and, you know, if I'm constantly around people who agree with me, how much am I going to learn? So I think it's super important to, uh, to be around people you disagree with. And I was hoping to bring some on, hoping I could still have that civil conversation without, you know, w without uh, anybody getting too upset. And the majority of people I, I think would, disagree in a respectful manner we have probably one or two uh union than wanted uh regulars that were on that i think would probably be a little bit you know would just kind of tiptoe the line of like being pushed back a little too much you know like i should right. i wouldn't say disrespectful but like it almost like you know what like let's try to be a little more civil when we have this discussion but again i also understand their perspective because from their perspective it, this was a real fight. This was a real war. This was a real battle. And it's important to fight back against anybody who, who was like, if you weren't helping us, you know, spread the truth, then you were kind of an enemy. Right. And, um, more than ever, we had so much on the line because it, the way we look at the world, uh, wearing masks, uh, force feeding the vaccine to people, like all this stuff were, were things that we we're fighting for. And if anybody was kind of pushing back against um, any of our opinions on these things, yeah, some people would get kind of worked up a little bit. But I mean, I would get worked up a little bit because it, it again, it hit home. My my kids aren't that much older than yours. My son's six. My my daughter's four, turning five uh, in August. And you know, it it broke my heart to to like you know pull him from school. Well, my daughter never even went to school because she was supposed to go to a preschool and then we just homeschooled her. And my son, same thing. He was homeschooled to, to lose uh, a year of education, to lose a year of, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, and we can, you know, this is a whole nother conversation about like okay, the school system and all that stuff. Yeah. 
I'm not, I'm not completely. I, I think that they, they learn. My wife was always like, I don't think we're, you know, like I'm putting too much stress on myself. I don't know if I'm, if I'm doing a, a good job, like uh, homeschooling, we got to get them back. And so I'm like, they're learning. I'm like, you don't realize it, but they're learning. I'm like, even when you're not like super strict with like the homeschooling thing, I'm like, they're learning just by us being around them and having conversations with them and answering their questions. I'm like, personally, I'd rather them get those answers for me than a teacher who's going to give them some quick answer or give them a answer based on their perspective instead of me giving a answer based on my perspective. And um, so if I can have a bigger influence on their, their outlook, then why wouldn't that be good? Why isn't that a good thing? So, um, but yeah, I mean, there's just a, a lot of, you know, I think a lot of parents got very motivated and got very, I, I think it just it, it woke them up in a way that nothing else probably would have woke them up because of the fact that it, it did have a personal impact on their not just their lives, but their kids' lives. And uh, so, you know, I think a lot of people who never questioned the news that much, never questioned Big Pharma, never questioned the government, never questioned a lot of things and all of a sudden had free time to go down some rabbit holes. You know, uh, that's why I think the pandemic documentary went viral. You know, I had Mickey Willis on my show. I mean, it was, um, you know, just crazy how the lengths they went to to just make sure that that video wasn't seen. And, right. And yet you could upload it on YouTube as long as I was narrating um, negative opinions about it. So it's like, as long as I was giving negative opinions about it and basically showing you the whole film, like, you know, scene by scene, and, and then just pausing it so I can give you uh, some negative opinion on it, then that was okay. So like, it wasn't too dangerous to watch. It was just too dangerous to watch on your own and come up with your own conclusion because when so much of the world wasn't making sense and then this documentary made sense of everything and you watch it and you're like, holy fuck, like, you know, things don't seem that confusing anymore. This makes a lot more sense than what the news is telling me. Um, I think that's what, you know, that's what they didn't want people to, to, to understand that like there was uh, these other agendas being pushed. And when you heard the truth on what was really going on, you, um, you know, you'd be like, holy shit, like this, this makes sense. This makes perfect sense. This is the only thing that, that kind of makes sense of all this chaos. So um, yeah. And this goes back to your initial point, you know, and, and how do you, how do you keep us, uh, from coming to that conclusion, keep us from talking to one another and sharing information. Right. Right. And, and, you know, the great thing about, you know, like you said, your podcast, the, the union of the want to show it's, it's, it's question everything, you know, and, and that's why you've probably seen a few little, it, little fighting things because some people are, are so polarized to their points and their beliefs and their research, you know, to be honest, you know, based on everything that they've reviewed and, it's great that there is a forum where people can um, talk about that stuff openly. Like you said, especially on your podcast, talking about talking with people you didn't necessarily uh, agree with. That's another thing that, that the powers that be don't want. They don't want people that disagree having a civil conversation. They want you to be extreme light, extreme right, extreme left, extreme trust the science, extreme everything is this on this other side. They, they don't like they don't like people with with opposing viewpoints having those civil discussions, which. That's another great thing that that the forum was able to to provide, and, and honestly, you know, even on for, for anybody who hasn't heard on on the most recent uh, Union of the Wanted, you guys are even able to get um, Klaus Schwab's uh, son on there, um, which was you know, hey, talk about an opposing viewpoint. I mean, you don't get any more opposing than obviously joking. It was a little hilarious, hilarious bit. So everybody needs to go needs to go check that out. <laughs>
<laughs> that, that was, I mean, like I said on the show, his commitment to character was uh, second to none. I mean, he would not break character at all. And um, I, I'm not too familiar with his work. I've, I know Charlie's talked about it, and uh, I know him and Charlie have uh, done shows together. But it was hilarious. I mean, it was just so funny. And it was funny that Mike, maybe I just have a better job uh, or I do a better job understanding broken English because I'm being a foreigner <laughs> myself and constantly being around people who are foreigners. I'm, I'm used to it. But Mike was like so lost. I remember the one time he's like, I don't know one thing you just said. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I was understanding what he was saying. And it was hilarious. It was it was so funny. So uh yeah, I, I was a little yeah, I was a little confused at first. Then I had to go to like the description. See, like, oh, okay, it's real. It's not really. It's a, it's a little. It's a bit here, but it's it, it's super funny and it added a lot of great great comedic value. And that's another thing too is you know adding adding humor into things. You know, I know this is one thing you know Charlie says all the time. It's like you know add little bits of humor into stuff. It, it makes it not as terrifying because if you really want to talk about all the terrible things going on in the world you're going to drive yourself crazy and want to fit yourself with a straight jacket and never, never come out of a padded cell. But you know, the, the point of a lot of the, the shows we do is to kind of laugh and almost make a parody of all this stuff of, of this stuff going on. Because if you, if you get too down the rabbit hole on, on a variety of topics, obviously, you know, there's a lot of things we need to be right, righteously outraged about for sure. But a, a lot of the stuff is, is just so, so silly, like you talked about, you know, with with the masks and people just blindly believing the TV and all that stuff. It's 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 sometimes better to just laugh about that than to than to go onto the street corner and start yelling at people, you know. Yeah, I mean, w w without a doubt. I mean, a little bit. It's it's funny because something that I I found myself just having to tell tell myself from time from time to time is don't get so worked up in this fight about getting our freedoms back and getting our lives back and when we say that you know what we mean is like i just want to live my life and enjoy life to the fullest the way i was doing previously and it's like that's what i want and then i get so caught up in this fight that i i stop doing that and i pause doing that and it's like i can you can find time to fight and for those things and then still continue to do those things and it, it is it was important it was important for all of us to be like okay um there's a lot we can complain about there's a lot to be mad about but don't forget there's a lot we can we can be grateful for and we can appreciate and you know no matter how shitty things seem uh it could always be worse and you know a lot of us like yourself who who have kids it's uh that's kind of one of the beautiful things about being a parent is you know regardless of what's going on in the rest of the world your child can bring you joy and none of those other things seem that significant or that important. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it, it is really important to still laugh and smile and, and enjoy life and do those things. And, and even mindless entertainment, I've kind of, you know, having kids, I've kind of really got into sports again because it's something we can watch to, together and, and experience together. I got into pro wrestling again, you know, because, <laughs> during 2020 there's nothing else on t tv so uh i'm like fuck it let's get the wwe app and uh let's watch some old shit i grew up watching and uh and little by little we, we started watching it and then uh, my wife got into it and now it's something the whole family uh watches together so yeah i mean without a doubt i mean it, it's important to uh you know you can get just so caught up in research 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 you know uh, information information and then it's like okay well 
what am I fighting for? Like, why am right. I exposing all this? It's like, oh, so I can enjoy life and we can have the the freedoms, you know, and and the just have the not have the restrictions on our lives so we can enjoy it the way we want to enjoy it. And uh, and then you get caught up in, in that battle and you stop doing those things. So it's it is important to, to smile and laugh. And, and that's why I think some people really like, you know, people like Charlie, Charlie Robinson, because he, he is. Uh, very sar- sarcastic, you know, the OBDM show, same thing, like, you know, even Alex Jones, I mean, I think people finally start understanding that some of what he does is kind of hilarious. And it's not hilarious, like accidental, like it's mm-hmm. kind of over the top funny. <clears throat> it's almost easier to consume all the negative inf- information. And, um, you know, OBDM does a great job with just the little samples of of just uh, every once in a while, uh, Mike will do it with uh, the Union Don't Wanted episodes. And I always get mad. At him. I'm like, do more of it. Do more of it. It's so funny. <laughs> he doesn't want to mess up anybody's conversation or, or act like he's um, getting in the way or downplaying what somebody's saying. But I'm like, it's just so funny. It's yeah, I was uh, I was on there with them uh, a few weeks ago and he had loaded up a new a soundboard of all like Star Wars clips and stuff. And I almost couldn't keep my composure the whole time because I just I just wanted to keep saying things that would like trigger different different clips and I'm like no nah, what, what what am I talking about here but yeah this it's 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 funny and it's it's fun to uh it's fun to do that that kind of stuff but you know you bring up a good point about you know uh family and sometimes you go too far down the wormhole and you kind of you know it's possible to kind of forget like what you're really fighting for and you know big thing everybody who's listening obviously can see all my you know star wars stuff back here but like one big thing in star wars is about like what they call like the balance of the force right it's 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 balancing opposing things in a certain way where it all the universe works all together so that's kind of one thing i wanted to ask you about is you know with with you know i know you have you know have a day job apart from this you have a day job you're married you have kids you do these shows on the side how how do you how does it all work for you into a nice balance where you able able to give those things the appropriate time um and and not feel like you know you're you're neglecting one or the other that's like probably the hardest thing to do out of everything i do it's without a doubt the hardest thing like i i put a lot we were talking about this i think before you start recording about uh, the pressure we put on ourselves and i put a lot of pressure on myself to be the best father husband friend um and then all and then also like the importance of my own sanity and my own hobbies that i like doing that uh are important with not just like for selfish reasons like for example i go to the gym you know at least four times three to four times a week uh typically it's rare if i don't go at least four times a week and um and sometimes i'm tired as all hell and i don't and i'm like i really maybe should get some sleep but mentally and emotionally, I feel better when I start my day like that. And I go in the morning, I get out of the way. And then when I, you know, butt heads with my wife or my kids or whatever, or I'm dealing with work stress, I'm in a better place to handle it, to handle it. So I'm like, this doesn't just been like, once you get older, like working out's not for as much for physical health as it is for mental health. Like I go, yeah, because, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I do it for my own sanity. I do it. It's a, uh, it's like breathing or drinking water. I'm like, I, I, you know, it's a necessity and there's plenty of great studies in regards to like just the benefits of it in regards to dealing with anxiety, depression and all that stuff. And, and it, it surpasses the benefits of antidepressants and any pharmaceutical drug. Um, so, it's- and, and it kind of like, for me, you know, it, it's almost kind of like a, a controlled 
raising of your blood pressure. You know, I, I'm sure there's more scientific medical stuff than that, but it's like you're, you're raising your blood pressure in a controlled manner versus like you said, when you're having an argument with your wife or kids or stuff, you're able to regulate that more because it's already kind of hit this peak. That may not be the perfect definition, but I think same kind of, same kind of thing. Well, I think we, we have this, this kind of stored energy that like just kind of grows and grows and it, it gets, it's almost like, you know, we talk about how, if you don't talk about a issue, eventually it'll come out. Well, that energy is the same thing. Like well, this energy will just kind of build and build. And if you don't have somewhere to kind of release it, you know, either go for a run or you play a sport or you go to the gym or you do yoga, whatever it may be that kind of is physically stressful or something that can help you hit the reset button. You know, if it's doing yoga, maybe it's not so much the physical aspect of it. Maybe it's the mental aspect of yoga, of the clearing your mind. And, um, you know, I love having a cigar from time to time and kind of having a glass of whiskey or wine or whatever it may be, and just kind of relaxing and being one with my thoughts. Uh, you know, that helps. So like having something like that is so important because I do feel like all this negativity or friction or energy will just build and build and build. And then next thing you know, that right trigger comes at the right time and boom, you, you lose your cool. And um, so stuff like that is, is really important, you know, and, you know, I sacrifice uh, some of my own health sometimes for, for, uh, you know, for, for the podcast, for my kids, for whatever, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm tired, but you know, I, I've been at work all day or I've, I, I've been doing a lot of podcasts. So um, when I have time with the kids today, without I'm going to be full of energy and ready to go and like ready to go to the park or do something that requires energy. And, um, so I'm like, fuck it, caffeinate the shit out of myself and get through it. <laughs> yeah. I'll crash at the end of the day. I'm like, but I won't feel guilty uh, about like giving my kids a half-ass, uh, energetic dad who doesn't have the energy to play with them, or maybe, uh, tries to talk them into doing something that requires less energy for my own personal <laughs> reasons, you know, like that type of stuff. And we all do that. You know, we all, you know, it's like, fuck man, I don't look, like, Hey, how about we go out to eat instead of going to the park because you're going, you know, grabbing, uh, food is easier than, uh, than going at the park and, and running around with you guys, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to be that person. And, uh, and so guilt's always, uh, guilt's like my worst enemy and my best friend at the same time. It, it's what motivates me. I, anytime I think I should do better, I, uh, you know, I, I really feel guilty about it. You know, if I, if I eat like shit for a couple of days, if I, um, am low energy, if I lose my cool, whatever it may be, or if I, I feel like I'm not spending enough time with, with my, my wife or my kids or all of them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I feel guilty. And, and my wife would always be like, don't be so hard on yourself. If you, you know, just enjoy yourself, you know, if we're out to eat and, and we're talking about what we're going to eat or whatever about having dessert or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, you keep talking about guilt. Like it's a bad thing. I'm like, and, and it, it is true. Like, you know, everything in moderation, even moderation, like go buck wild from time to time. I don't call them cheat days anymore. I call them reward days. It's like, okay, I've been doing good <laughs> all week. I'm like, if one night I'm out with the wife and I'm uh, you know, we want to have some dessert and some after dinner drinks and kind of go crazy, then who cares, you know, and enjoy yourself. And then tomorrow I'll be right back at it. Um, but yeah, everything's a balancing act, you know, like my wife works late Thursdays, uh, tonight and, uh, and Fridays. And, uh, I wait for her to come home. I fast all day, so it's not, it's not super hard, but, uh, I'll wait till she gets home to eat. You know, but the only difficult part about that is really to sleep because if she works at a restaurant, sometimes they're out real late 
we don't eat till, you know, sometimes it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm, I'm grilling, you know, I don't eat until after the union done wanted, you know, so usually typically we start at 7 PM Eastern time, you know, we don't end sometimes at nine, nine 30, uh, sometimes even 10. And then that's when I eat, you know? And so I'll, I'll eat and I'll have a glass of wine with my wife and, and we'll, we'll, the kids will, will hang out and, um, we'll watch some TV. We'll, we'll find some series or movie or, or something that uh, we can watch together. Uh, typically Mondays if the union don't wanted, uh, after the union don't want it shows, uh, we DVR raw. So, and then we end up. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good kind of palate cleanser, you know, after all the, after all the information overload, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you're right. It, it, it is, it is kind of nice because it's like once the show's done, I can stop thinking about all this negativity and I can just focus on some like completely mindless inter- entertainment that the kids are enjoying and, and we're all enjoying together and we can talk about and discuss and, and laugh together and, and whatnot. So it's, um, yeah, it's all, it's, it's really hard, you know, but it's really easy to, to be lazy. You know, it's really easy to just be like, I don't have enough energy or I can't do this. I can't do that. Um, it's not easy, you know, uh, sometimes going to the gym the next day after my wife gets home at like 11 o'clock at night to go to the gym the next day before work at five or six. And it's just like, it, it's difficult, but you know, I'm like, okay, I got this. I made my wife happy because I get to spend this little bit of time with her at the end of the night. We have a glass of wine. Usually like Friday nights, we'll do um, like a little meat and cheese platter. So I'll, I'll have it ready when she comes home. I'll put the kids to sleep. I'll hang out with the kids all, you know, the, all night do something with them, put them to sleep. Then hopefully soon after they're in bed, uh, my, my wife gets home, then we can hang out. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm like, I'm, I've spent some time with the kids, had some one-on-one time with them, gave them some attention. Now I had some one-on-one time with the wife, because if not, you know, the thing is, is it quality time? You know, to me, it's, it's always this thing of like, oh, you know, I've been with the kids all day or I hang out with the kids all the time or I hang out with my wife all the time or, you know, I live with my wife. It's like, yeah, but is it quality time? Are you spending, are you making a conscious effort to actually spend time talking and listening to one another? Or are you just in the same room or the same house? You know, are you just there? You know, and if we're, and, and especially when, when you have kids, it's so easy to get so caught up in, in all the energy and time that kids are, you know, required that, uh, you know, your relationship becomes kind of, you know, put in the back burner and you just forget about it. And, uh, I always say like relationships are like plants. If you don't water them, they die. You don't just think that you can just leave it there and it's going to stay alive. And to me, it's really important that, you know, I keep watering that plant and, and keep remembering the reason why I have these beautiful kids that I love so much was because I had a relationship I loved so much that I wanted to take this next step. So to me, like that, keeping that in the back of my mind and, and remembering how important that is, that's like, okay, if I didn't have this relationship, I wouldn't have these kids. So it's like, right. I can't get so caught up in these kids that I forget like, okay, this is important too. And also it benefits the kids if their parents have a good and healthy and happy relationship because that makes us better parents. So it's like, it benefits everybody involved. So um, all these, I mean, these are all little like conversations I have in my head and little philosophies <laughs> I have on life that uh, kind of justify, I, I guess, you know, how I try to live and, and the importance of it all. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it is a balancing act, you know, it's a balancing act because it's like, if I could, it'd be awesome if I could spend a hundred percent of my time with my kids. But, and then I'm like, I'm n- neglecting, 
the podcast or neglecting my wife or I'm neglecting whatever and uh, going to the gym and all these things, I think, like I said, benefit, I, I have to look at it like they all benefit each other. You know, it's like if, if I find time to do the podcast and it makes me feel fulfilling, I also feel like I'm contributing to leaving the, the planet a little better for my kids, you know, a little better than right. I which is important. Um, if my relationship with my wife is good, that means that she's in a better mood. I'm in a better mood, which means that we're going to be in a better mood when we're dealing with our uh, our kids. Our kids are going to see us happy and loving. And of course, like just like every relationship, we have moments where we can't stand each other, and we have moments where we fight and whatever. But I mean, it's all it's all um, you know a part of the process. You know, from if I do a podcast at noon or if I do a podcast at seven o'clock at night or ten in the morning, whenever it may be. Um, my mood's slightly different. I'm, you know, I'm slightly uh, more energetic or less energetic based on, you know, what I'm dealing with or what I've done or whatever. So, uh, you know, from one hour to another, one minute to another, we're, we're slightly different. But we we try to do our best to kind of just contribute to to po- positive vibes and do our best to try to give ourselves the best the best opportunity to 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 all be in a, in a positive atmosphere and uh and that also means doing things like a, that I love like my podcast and and having these conversations and I benefit from it because you know a lot of people w- will say to somebody like maybe yourself or, or myself somebody who who does a podcast uh, oh you must you know you do it oh you're perfect for it because you like talking and I'm like I don't, it's, it's a talking thing. Isn't like, I've been in plenty of conversations where I'm like, I cannot wait till this conversation ends, you know, where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, this person just has nothing to offer. Uh, they're not even listening to me. They're just waiting for their turn to talk and they're talking over me and they're ignoring every point I make and, and they're not expanding on anything I'm saying. And, um, so it, it, to me, like, I don't benefit from that. I don't get anything from it. What I do love is conversation. I love, uh, bouncing ideas off one another. I love, forcing myself to have to explain my perspectives and opinions because in that process i'm also reanalyzing what i think what i feel who i am uh, my own personal philosophy so when people you know like yourself ask me a question and i have to explain it uh, it might be something that i've thought i had established and something that i thought i had worked out in my head and now i'm like oh wait maybe i didn't really think that out that well or now after i i verbalize it i realize like okay it's not quite um, what I thought it was. And um, so, you know, I get a lot of benefit from this. And again, and this, I look at all these things, like they're not selfish acts because they all benefit each other. So taking time away from my full-time job or my wife or my kids to do like a podcast or go to the gym or any of these things, it benefits all of us because if it benefits, if it puts me in a better mood, if it helps me better understand myself by having these deeper conversations and then better understand the world around me, then I can, any wisdom I might be able to gather, I can share with my kids, I can share with my wife, we can have these conversations, these thought provoking conversations, and, um, and we all benefit from it. So it's it, it's a balancing act. It, like, like you said, it's not always easy. You know, it, sometimes it requires just kind of manning up and getting through it. Um, you know, just before the 4th of July, uh, I, I felt so fucking burned out, you know, like I just uploaded a show today with James Perloff and I talked about it in, uh, in the intro about how that show, and I have another show with Dr. Carrie Madej, uh, that I am hoping to upload in the next 24 hours. And, 
and I was so burnt out when I did those shows. Like I really didn't feel like, like I was myself. Like I, I was really looking forward to kind of just hitting the reset button and getting away and, and, and that will happen. So like sometimes balancing everything out, it just gets to a point where it, like it almost seems impossible and then you get all stressed out and you're like dude i'm like it's like the lack of sleep is taking a beating on me and all this stuff and and i'm i'm so like good and disciplined in regards to diet and nutrition and exercise um but even sometimes that doesn't help you know if, if you're <laughs> sleep and you have all this stress and you have all these you know like i, I was stressing out about getting perfect example we're talking about this before the show started recording about how some of the stress we just kind of implement on ourselves uh the james perloff show and the dr carrie Madej show were, were recorded before the the fourth and um i think we left like a day or two before the fourth to uh, new hampshire and i told myself i'm like i gotta get these shows out before we go on vacation because then it'll be four or five days before i even get an opportunity to edit them and 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 kind of um record the intros and get them out and i'm like stressing out about it i'm trying to find time but i have all this work stuff going on and then my wife has all these uh her work stuff going on and then uh kid stuff and 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 all these other stresses uh and i just didn't find time and i was like freaking myself out i'm like fuck man like what i'm like i need to get it out i need to get it out and then like you know i didn't get it out till today and i'm just like yeah well, nobody cares. Like I got, it was like <laughs> five days later, you know, like four or five days later, like, yeah, maybe there's a, a, a bigger gap between the last episode and this episode than usual, but nobody's that upset about it. And I was stressing myself out about it. And, um, but that's, you know, and then again, this, this, you can tell how I, I have these internal, um, I constantly have these internal dilemmas because it's like, again, I also understand that mindset can be contagious. We're just like, okay, who cares? But then I'm like, well, who cares about getting this out in time? Who cares about, oh, I don't have any guests for the next couple of weeks. Who cares? I'll get to it. And then next thing you know, you're procrastinating, you're procrastinating, you're procrastinating and, uh, and then nothing gets done. So it's like, it's all a balance and it's not like a fight or a battle internally you have once it's like it's every day you're having these battles and you're trying to find that healthy balance of like okay how can i push myself to, it's almost like you're working out you know it's like i want to push myself to the limits where uh you know i'm getting a lot done and and um, i'm getting you know i'm going heavy and i'm doing a lot of reps but i don't want to overwork out where i'm not you know where i'm sore all the time and i'm hurting myself and uh, I'm never recovering and I'm not getting bigger and stronger. So it's like, it, it is this balancing act where it's like, I want to get a lot done and I want to put some pressure on myself to get that stuff done. But I don't want to put so much pressure that now like I'm not getting anything done or anything that I am getting done. The quality is, is hurting because uh, I'm just so, you know, stressed and, and phys physically and mentally just burned out, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, these are all, that's why these, that's why podcasts are so important because even my initial podcast when it was just me and my, my friend Dave, uh, these are the type of conversations we would have. And he'd always be like, who the fuck wants to listen to this? Like, we're not, you know, and I'm like, because these are conversations that everybody like has with their friends. And these are personal dilemmas that everybody is dealing with and 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 trying to figure out so um re relatability is is huge you know that's why i always try to be super honest on the show and and i i you know i just try to be myself and, and be honest and and be an open book and uh and people i think people relate to that so you know yeah. i don't know what the question was about an hour ago. <laughs> no just just about about balance i mean it, it's a very complicated issue it's not a it's not an easy you know 10 word question i mean there's there's a, there's an answer i mean there, there's just a lot of different elements that go into it, you know, kind of 
tagging on to what we were, yeah, what we were talking about uh, before the show is that we stress ourselves out about all this stuff, but, but in the end, is it really, you know, it's, it's important, but it, but is it important at this very moment? Is there something else that should be a priority? Like, you know, as we're recording this yesterday morning, you know, I woke up super early, like four or 5 a.m. I did a little bit of workout here at the house. I'm like, okay, now I can get some of my podcast stuff done and then I can get to work and all that stuff. And, and sure enough, like the kids woke up early. Okay. So it's like, now I'm getting stressed out because the kids are up early, but it's like, no, 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 take care of the kids. They need you. Like you're, the, you're, you're their dad. Take care of them. You can do that stuff sometime else. And sure enough, last night they went to bed fine. I was able to, to get that stuff done. But it's like, at that moment, I was like, so stressing myself out, out about that that I was kind of losing, losing uh, focus and attention on what was right in front of me. And that's kind of, that's kind of the fear of, of, of having things out of balance or, or putting one thing over the other is that you're, you're sometimes hurting the ones that you love more than, more than you should. So it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a tricky thing and it's a, it's a complicated and, and complex answer. And, you know, we all deal with it in different ways and I appreciate, you know, all your, all your insight about it. Yeah. And, and I, I like to be honest about it because uh, sometimes people will be like, how do you get so much done? Or you seem like you have it all together. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have it all together. Like you, you, what you just explained, like th that happens to me. You, there's been times where like a Thursday or Friday night, the kids will get to bed. Yeah. They'll, they rarely get to bed. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm a big fan of rules. So I'm like, oh, if I'm up, I guess they're up, you know, why not? You know, let them, we'll, we'll I'll just wait till they're tired. And um, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, dude, they're out early. I'm like, oh, maybe I can record that intro on my on my computer uh, while they're sleeping, and like, I'll get everything set up, you know, ready to go, and I'm recording, and then all of a sudden, dad, dad, <laughs> I'm like, I'm recording. And I'm like, wait, they don't know I'm recording, and this isn't their fault. And it's like, but in that moment, like you said, you get so mad because you're like, oh, I was gonna get this shit done, and it would have been so perfect. Because in my head, that means I got the intro done, and it, and that the audio is edited. Then tomorrow morning, I can upload it, and it's like, you know, we we all, and this is like just a picture that's painted on on social media is like the majority of us only share the family or your friends and and everybody when they're smiling you know when everything right yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> well but the truth is we all have moments of weaknesses we all have you know i talk about like oh you know i go to the gym i i eat right i do all these things um you know i i like to have a cigar and, and hit the reset button and, and kind of be one of my thoughts. But I'm like, I, you know, I lose my cool sometimes, you know, I mean, I, I definitely don't, don't, not, not to the point where like I'm violent or anything like that, but I'm saying I get, I get upset where I feel guilty about maybe losing my cool a little too quickly or handling some, you know, maybe I, I handled something uh, in a way I, I, I think I could have handled better, you know, all that type of stuff. We all have those, those moments and, you know, no matter how perfect somebody seems online or on a podcast or whatever, like those personal issues you're having, like we're all having, you know, and we're all dealing with. Um, so it's just, you know, I think that's why people like podcasters who are honest and, and talk right. about their personal lives. You know, I like when people talk about their personal lives. I understand why people don't, you know, I, I get it. You know, I get why people uh, sometimes just like to stick to the information. I mean, two of my favorite people who actually just did an interview together recently uh, and been on my show a bunch, uh, James Corbett and Whitney Webb. I mean, they're two of my favorite researchers out there. They rarely ever, ever talk about their personal lives. I, I think, you know, uh, one time James was on my show and we were talking about parenting for like the first 45 minutes. And um, we just got like 
or at least I did. I don't know if he got it too, but I remember getting like comment after comment of like fast forward the first 30 minutes. All they do is talk about dad shit, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and, and it just like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he never talks about his personal life. I'm like, it was nice that we kind of got to uh, connect and uh, from, from that aspect of it, you know, and kind of get to see that different perspective on him. And some people like that. Like I remember when I had, I don't know if you, you're familiar with a uh, cell dweller, but it, he's a, a electronic music artist. He's really big into uh, music for video games and movies and all, and all this stuff. And he used to be the, the singer of, Cir I think it was circle of dust and um really awesome guy. I've been a fan of his forever. And I was very lucky to have him on the show and we talked and, you know, almost every artist that I've had on my show, a musical artist, I barely ever talk about music, you know, not in, in regards to like, Oh, uh, what was your thinking when you did this album or that, you know, the typical stuff you hear on, on most, uh, you know, interviews with, with the artist. Um, I like to get in their personal lives. Like who, who, you know, if you're making interesting music, you must be an interesting person and you must have some other interesting perspectives and philosophies, not just on music, but on other aspects of life. And, um, and people like that, you know, and I got, yeah. I remember just like so many positive comments on like, oh, you got to check out this interview. I remember seeing it on Twitter being shared all over the place between other cell dweller fans about like, oh, he talks about this. He's never talked about this. You know, he's never talked. And that wasn't even on purpose. It was just like, I was just having a conversation with another person that I found interesting. And, uh, and I just want to kind of um, talk about things. And it just led down some interesting rabbit holes. And uh, so I, but I think that's what people like. People like seeing the human aspect of people, you know, and, and knowing that like, okay, oh, I've had those thoughts, you know, it's kind of in, in comedy and, and I, I get it. It's not always the, the best comedy, but a, a lot of times, you know, comedy that we like, you know, it's that like elbow hitting comedy where you're like, you're at the comedy uh, show and then the, the comedian's talking about something and you can relate to it. So you elbow like your wife or your friend and you're like, oh, that's yeah. You know, that's just, you know, it's like we we like when we can relate to one another. And uh, so, you know, I, I think that's it's important to be honest and, and kind of share those those aspects of it. I, I mean, I know Joe Rogan gets a lot of shit. And I know Scott from Truthzilla calls my show the the, you know, the the better Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, <laughs> but, uh, but, which which I, I really appreciate him saying that. And I've had some people say it's kind of like the Joe Rogan show. I mean, I was influenced by his show and the same way he has people on from like MMA and nutrition and sports and, and science and all that stuff. Uh, I, I have a lot of that similar type of interest. So I have a lot of those similar type of guests, you know, and Eddie Bravo has been on my show a lot. I mean, I have a huge list of, of same guests that have been on his show. That's been on my show. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it people i think initially liked the fact how honest he was i mean people liked that it's like okay like i've listened to this guy talk like episode after episode three hours after three hour episode and um you kind of get a really good feel of who he is and and because how do you talk for that long and how do you have that many hours of recorded conversation and uh, and bullshit people eventually who you are is going to come out so i think that's what really connected a lot of like people like myself who who loved the joe rogan podcast initially um you know a lot of us fell in love with that show because it's like oh i i, I feel like i know this person and you hear podcasters say that, especially like hosts of, of big shows like Joe Rogan. And, and I remember uh, hearing Dr. Chris, Christopher Ryan talking about it um, and his uh, podcast listeners of, of his show uh, meeting him. And then he's like, I feel like I'm looking at a stranger, but this person knows everything about me because they've listened to every episode, you know? Right, right. 
So it's a, this weird connection or, or lack of connection sometimes, or a one-way connection, right? Like they they feel like they're connected to you. You don't really feel like you're connected to them because to to you that they're a stranger. Um, but that connection is why we want to support people. You know, we, um, you know, I love Corbett. I love Whitney Webb. I love Ryan from Last American Vagabond. Um, I love Sam Tripoli, Charlie Robinson, OBDM. I mean, these are all shows that I've listened to hours and hours and hours of. Um, and because of it, like, I feel like I know who they are and I like who they are. And because I like these people, I'm willing to support these people and talk highly of these people and tell people to go check out their stuff. And um, so hopefully people get the same thing from my show, you know, that people feel like, you know, it's uh, they get an idea of who I am and, and what I believe or or maybe just they're on this journey of trying to figure out what I believe, you know, with me and. Uh, and but the, regardless, if you agree or disagree with any of my opinions, at least you know who I am, and I'm I'm not trying to sell you any bullshit. At least not on purpose. <laughs> and yeah, that's and that's one thing I really like about your podcast. It's 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 a lot of different diverse people from all different backgrounds, all different all different you know occupations and et cetera. And you know, I got speaking. You know, it's what you talked about a little bit ago about about you know talking to people in the music industry. I I just saved one of yours into my queue to listen to. Uh, soon here from in, in the in the way back machine you interviewed uh the singer of fear factory which you know that that brought me back to like high school days me and my brother driving around at his monte carlo going to school and you know jamming jamming that going to our our, our, our christian school going in the, in the parking lot and getting lots of sideways looks from everybody so i'm gonna have to go go check that out but you know like like you brought up you know you talked to all these people in the music industry about other other things that they're involved with in life it, it reminded me of uh, something you had just talked about with that swap cast with Richard Willett, how you have a friend who who is a big basketball player overseas and then they come back and it's like, they don't want to play basketball. You know, like they want to do, they want to do, do other types of activities. So it's almost kind of a cathartic ex, uh, experience for these musicians and stuff too, to kind of put uh, shed that kind of stuff and put it aside and, and get into other, other topics and stuff. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing I've thought about too. It's it's sometimes I have guests on that are known for s certain specific topics, and then it's like, well, most of us are going to ask similar questions in regards to that topic or that whatever their expertise they're they're in, and uh, and it's nice for them to come on my show. And that's why I've, I remember the first time I had Dennis McKenna on. Um, you know, I think he said some stuff on the air, but then off the air, I mean, I remember him telling me how much he enjoyed the conversation because it really was just like, it kind of went everywhere and anywhere. And I, I just had an amazing podcast with uh, Dr. Jessica Rose and um, she was suggested to me. And again, this was like before July 4th. So I was like going super crazy with like just dealing with the stress of work and, and just having a hard time balancing everything out. And I, I you know, I admittedly, I was really struggling, like trying to balance everything out. I just mentally and physically just didn't feel right. And, uh, and feel like I was doing a good job kind of just figuring out how to find time and energy for everything. And he was getting to me. And so I didn't have time to like, look her up. And uh, typically, I don't, have anybody on like if somebody suggests a, a guest i'll be like okay let me look into them let me go i mean i get tons of guest suggestions so i'm like let me look into them and see you know i've had some like legit crazy people contact me like they <laughs> they swear that they've worked on ufos and and you know they have some inside information or there's some whistleblower for something and then i see a couple interviews that they've done and i'm like this person's full of shit i'm like this, i'm not having this person on thank god i didn't 
I didn't bite on that one, you know? And um, so, it, you know, that happens all the time. So like, uh, and, and a lot of times too, it's like, if I don't find the person interesting, this goes back to like what you're saying in regards to the musician or the, you know, my buddy Renato who plays basketball overseas, his whole life is about basketball. So he comes back and he's just like, no, I need a break from basketball. Like I don't ever want to feel like I need a break from podcasting. So I don't want to just have somebody on just to have them on. Um, I want them to be somebody that I think I can have a interesting, fun conversation with. Um, so even if they're interesting or they're uh, I find them fascinating and they have, I mean, I I've had some past guests where, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe they don't seem the most likable, but I think I could extract, you know, a really fun conversation with them and, uh, and they have good information. So I'm hoping, you know, uh, they're not the jerk that I think they're going to be, <laughs> you know, or, or <laughs> right. Well, then I think they're going to, you know, they, they might be, and then I have them on and I'm just like, mm, I'm not sure I'll have them on again. You know, like, you know, they, they just, it was really hard to kind of, uh, just connect with them and, and have that casual fun conversation. Uh, so I, I, I try to prevent any shows like that if I can. And um, Dr. Jessica Rose was one of those guests where I'm just like, I, I got suggested her from um, Dr. Jack uh, uh, James Lyons Wheeler, who was, uh, uh, you know, he, he's, he's been on my show. He's been on the, the UUM Unwanted and he has his own show called Unbreaking Science and uh, he's really like on the front lines in regards to keeping up with all the science and, and all that stuff. Really smart guy. And he suggested her and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll let you know, I'll let you know. And, um, and I'm like, oh, let me find some time to look into her before I say yes or, or no. And uh, I didn't have time. And then I, I'm like, fuck, man. I'm like, I've been, you know, procrastinating on responding to this email forever. I'm like, you know what? Hey, you know what? I'll have her on. I'm like, oh, well, let's set something up. We'll, we'll, we'll set something up. And uh, I don't want you to think I'm ignoring you. So I had her on and, um, and then I'm like, I'll just look into her before I have her on and, and you know, get some information. I'm sure, um, you know, we're going to talk about the coronavirus and COVID and vaccines, all this stuff that I'm pretty knowledgeable with. And, and uh, I can get her to talk about it. And I'm sure I can kind of, kind of expand on whatever she's saying. And, uh, and then I'm looking her up like, right. Like a couple of days before the show, I've, I found some, uh, some time I can't find any, anything on her. I'm like, I'm like, where is this person? I'm like, does she exist? Like who is, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm getting nervous. Cause I'm like, I don't even have a feel for her personality. Like, I don't even have, like, I don't even, you know, it's a blind date basically. Um, <laughs> and only I'm recording it. So if it goes poorly, it's going to be recorded. <laughs> So, and then, and what ends up happening? And it, you know, what's funny. What makes me think about this is fear factory. We end up talking again. I have her on. I know nothing about her, uh, besides her. She does, she did some really great work in regards to analyzing some of the, uh, VAR system. And, um, she's a really intelligent person in regards to viruses, immune system, like everything medical, uh, related and, and, and science related. Um, but outside of that, I know nothing else about her other interests. And, uh, next thing you know, we're talking about like, how much we love Terminator and how much we love, you know, um, heavy metal and, and, and Slayer and, and Fear Factory and, you know, whatever, you know, and we're talking about all, all this music. And, um, and I'm just like, I'm like, this is wild. You know, we, ha we end up having like a three hour conversation. It was one of those conversations you go away from having the podcast and you're like, fuck man, that felt like a special conversation. I hope like the people listening have the same type of, a reaction and and have the same type of experience 
listening as we did to having it. Cause it's like, you know, it's one of those conversations you really connect, you really um, go down some really interesting rabbit holes and, and you get deep into your personal life and philosophies. And um, it was just a really special conversation. And that's the beautiful thing about these podcasts is you just, re- you just hit record and you don't know, uh, you know, and, and I should say that in regards to like podcasts like yours and mine and, and a lot of people who do these type of formats where it's just kind of spontaneous uh, and you can kind of talk about everything and anything and you don't try to stop the conversation from doing that. Um, you can really get some really special conversations and you, you cap, capture them and to be able to share with the world is just it's really a privilege and, and, and an honor to do that. And um, but it also shows the power of conversation, you know, uh, the power of uh, how, you know. Your, the ability to connect with one another and how you can get somebody. I mean, she lived in Israel. She's a doctor. I mean, I barely graduated high school. I was in special ed. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, you know, she's a mathematician. She's a professional surfer. She's, you know, she's a musician. Like she's a super interesting person. And I'm like, I, I work construction and I was in special ed, you know? So, um, so it's just like, what, what, what would we have in common or what could we talk about, you know? Uh, and, and yet we had this amazing conversation. So it just, that's the beauty of these podcasts. And, and again, I always understood how different is that than the conversation I have at the bar with my friend. And we have that deep conversation where he ends up sharing some really personal story that he's never shared before because it's late at night and we've been talking for a while and we've had a couple of drinks and um and he's more open to talk about something or something i said brought up this traumatizing experience as a child that he never talked about you know whatever one of those like just real deep personal conversations that you're just like this is fucking awesome it's not awesome because somebody's just sharing a personal uh experience but it's awesome that we can talk about it and we can share it and and we're connecting because of it and um so it's just, yeah, I mean, to be able to capture stuff like that and share with the world, I mean, to me, it's super important. I mean, during 2020, it, you know, every other show was like with Del Bigtree and, and Dr. Richard Fleming and, and Dr. Frank Aieta and Dr. Scott Jensen and, and Mickey Willis. So it's like a lot of shows just on those topics that, you know, were the most relevant in 2020. But I love shows like I had with Dr. Jessica Rose, where just like, it's just a very personal conversation. And, uh, and, you know, some of Joe Rogan's most popular podcasts were, were shows like that. You know, they were just really personal conversations. I mean, um, the fight companions he did, you know, people loved loved them. I mean, it was just like a bunch of dudes hanging out, drinking, just bullshitting, you know, and they were just recorded. I mean, I even did a thing called uh, Fight With Friends and where I would do a similar thing where um, actually we used to watch this TV behind me uh, in my studio and we would just watch the UFC and we would all hang out at a a table that I have down here and we would just hang out and drink and like about two hours in we're hammered and just (laughs) bad dick jokes and we're like giggling (laughs) you're with buddies and you're kind of just busting each other's balls and and it was hilarious and I had a blast doing them and uh my friends would always be like who the fuck's gonna listen to that you know the next day they're like oh they're like I can't believe I said that and I'm like yeah don't worry it's only online forever and um (laughs) So it was just like, you know, it was just a blast. And and I would always send like my friends to download numbers. I'm like, listen, I'm like, I know this seems like a ridiculous idea. And you're like, who the hell is going to listen to this? And why do we keep doing these shows? But people are listening. People are enjoying them. I'm like, it's just people being, you know, having fun and being silly. And, and sometimes life needs that, you know? So, uh, and also when other people are having fun, a lot of times listening, you have fun. Like you feel right. like. I'm enjoying it with them. Like if they're giggling and having fun and, and, and this like super positive mood, like I feel like I, 
I also get in that same mood. Like I'm almost in the room enjoying the silliness with them. So uh, it's wild, man. Podcasting is wild. And, and that's the vibe I was getting, you know, talking about that last union they wanted. I was just driving home from work. You know, I didn't, didn't have a great day, but like I, I turned that on and I just started laughing my ass off and I didn't even know it was going to go in that direction. But like it has the power to, you know, change somebody's day that, that you may never that, that the host and everything may never even even know about. But just it's the power of of the medium and, and being able to touch people's lives in a in a positive way, in a comedic way, in, in any given way, information, et cetera. So it's a. It's a really great thing, and I and I really love all the work you're doing. Um, so I, I do really appreciate you you taking the time to uh, come on and chat today, Ricky. Um, wh- where can everybody find find you and your work, and how they, how can they support what you're doing? So the Ripple Effect podcast is available on all audio platforms: Spotify, iTunes, Podcast Addict, whatever app you use. You can find it, subscribe to it. Uh, it's also on a bunch of video platforms, uh, mostly because, you know, censorship and, and that type of stuff. So uh, it's on YouTube. Most of them are on YouTube. Some of them have been removed because of, uh, you know, strikes or whatever. But um, most of them are on YouTube. Uh, but if you want to make sure you don't miss anything or, or you're looking for a specific episode, they're also on Odyssey, BitChute, Rumble, Float, Rockfin. And then... Uh, yeah, and then and that's basically it. And then I have uh, in the show description on all my episodes, you'll find links to my Patreon page. If you want to support the show, I have a merch store, Ripple Effect Podcast Merch dot com. Um, I have a, a PayPal account and stuff like that. Uh, but like I always tell people, if you can't financially support the show, then just tell people about the show. Word of mouth, you know, it's a it's a easy way of contributing to uh, to kind of you know sharing. Uh, shows that you believe in or you're a fan of and uh, and it helps you know so um and then I, the ripple effect podcast.com will, will lead you to uh kind of my, the audio uh, of the show if you just want to get directly to my rss feed uh and you'll have links to everything there i do have a new website that i'm working on where eventually uh you'll be able to uh get the union of the unwanted uh ricky rants and rockfin which is my exclusive show just on rockfin and then ripple effect podcast all on one website um, so hopefully it'll, looking to launch that very soon and I'll probably um, use the, the rippleeffectpodcast.com URL f- for that. Um, so keep a lookout for that. But yeah, anywhere you can get podcasts and, and many other alternatives, you can find it um, because I talk about a lot of things that get censored like vaccines and and big tech and, and uh, you know, a lot of those issues. Uh, it, it's nice to kind of put the videos everywhere and anywhere so um just about any video platform you're, you're using you can find it awesome and and everybody and, and i'll plug it too because i really like it i went back and was listening to some of that music you made from several years ago and i think that's that's pretty good stuff too so so you can find that in, in all your in all your links as well so go go check out everything he's been doing um ricky this has been this has been an absolute blast thank you for uh for, for coming on here um so this is conspiracy kyle this was another episode of conspiracy in the forest i hope everybody listening wasn't wasn't looking for any hardcore Star Wars conversation because I really wasn't wasn't he- wasn't heading in that direction today. So 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 maybe next time. So anyways, um, may the force be with you and thanks for listening.